Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 170 of the No Podcast. We are no outside food to drink. The Southeast premiere uh, video game podcast. <laughs> uh, tonight, more repercussions. Not a laughing matter. More repercussions at Activision Blizzard. Uh, back to laughing. Uh, .emu acquisition. Uh, Next-gen PSVR rumored details? Question mark. I think this has been more confirmed since I jotted that down. Uh, here's your weekly reminder to drive physical game purchases. Uh, Nintendo sales figures update. Get ready for some uh, exciting slash boring numbers, depending on where you fall in that category. And uh, someone's typing in there. Maybe not. And you, we have your August Game Pass and PlayStation Now editions. Someone's typing in there, too. And there's also a link to PBR's hard copy <laughs> in, in the show notes. Uh, check that out. Cesar's a big fan. If you click that link in the show notes, you will get, uh, we will get, <laughs> I can't even finish the bit. I, PBR, I we, follow, we, we follow each other on Twitter, research it. Hard coffee. <laughs> Just check it out. Yeah, I was the one typing, I apologize, because I literally, that's the first time you probably stumped me, where you're like, reminder to drive, physical game purchases. I'm like, well, I don't, this doesn't seem familiar. I actually, I actually have to click on the preview to see what's nah, happening. About, you so. and I had the, you and I had the discussion about this. So you, you are aware, but we were like, mm, this is, this doesn't sound right to us. I, well, I should have to click on it. I was like, I'm sitting there like, what the fuck is this about? Wait, who are you? I don't even know who you are. I am Richard Bergman, joined tonight by Cesar Concepcion the second. PBR spokesperson. <laughs> you blocked him. You blocked him. Hard coffee. You hear the you hear the last of my tongue. <laughs> hard coffee. And Brent McKee, hard coffee expert. <laughs> A new fan. We just converted him today. Can need some damn hard coffee to get Brent, through this one. More, are you more an expert on hard or are you more an expert on coffee? <laughs> Probably hard and coffee. I like hard. I like coffee. <laughs> I really like hard coffee. Yeah. It's the uh, boondocks golden showers joke <laughs> all over again. Yeah. I like gold. I like showers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give me a golden shower. <laughs> <laughs> Give me some of that hard yes. coffee. Oh. You missed out on the uh, pre-show if you did not join us, so make sure you do that. We start 8-ish. Now we're recording at 8.43. I don't know yeah. how that's happening. Uh, we'll try to knock this out pretty quick, though. Yeah, it was mostly just bullshit. You, it's, it's, it'll be hard. Hard coffee and internet problems and all sorts of things happened. Oh, yeah, there were internet problems that were solved, by the way. Tapping into an old skill set of mine. Uh, first yeah, off, the news... Those go away, so... They don't. I keep practicing them, as you just saw. <laughs> the sarcasm, I hope you know. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, oh, the news. I quit we that talked about job years ago. I'll never use this again. As you I'm pick up a computer it every day, in. just like algebra. <laughs> <laughs> as you pick up a computer and log in. I'll never use That's a computer all it takes. Again. Then I'm back. Then it's yeah. live. All right, uh, I'll talk. Talk you. Go ahead. We talked last week about the Blizzard Activision awful stuff that was going there. Uh, this comes from The Verge. Blizzard's head of HR is out. That is, of course, Human Resources. Jesse Meschuk, SVP of Global HR, has left. Uh, Blizzard President J. Allen Brack isn't the only executive leaving the company today after presiding over a culture now accused of fostering constant sexual harassment. Uh, Jesse Meschuk, the company's head of Global Human Resources, has also now departed. Uh, an Activision Blizzard spokesman confirmed to Bloomberg and to The Verge. They're no longer with the company. They quoted, uh, Mestruk appears to have deleted his Twitter account as well. Wow. So this is going to continue. We said last week this there was going to be some more fallout. 
and this is part of it. If human resources is not addressing the issues that come up, uh, who is going to? Right? So <clears throat> most people that we follow on Twitter noted that this might speed up the whole um, complete acquisition from Activision of Blizzard because they kind of just let them do their own thing and just did hands off. And now it's like they see this as their opportunity to like, all right. Yeah, we'll just put our people in here to steady the ship. So we see what yeah. y'all are doing over there. Because we noted last week this is that this seemed to be a Blizzard centric issue yeah. within that company. Well, and it's, a, kind it's of, an Activision problem too because they sat there and just let it happen. Mm-hmm. Seems like they knew it. So it's true. We're not giving them a pass, but it does seem like uh, some of the heavy hitters were within that Blizzard camp within Activision Blizzard. Yeah. So. Uh, last Tuesday, Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick promised to clean house, writing that anyone found to have impeded the integrity of our processes for evaluating claims and imposing appropriate consequences will be terminated. So that definitely seems to be a quick uh, fallout of this damning report that came from Bloomberg and what was it the state of California, right? They're the ones that filed yeah. the suit. Yeah, that's where they yeah. have the suit. Goes all the way to California. So I'm sure there'll be more of that, but that is the update for this week. Uh, one of Cesar's favorite developers. A great developer. A uh, great developer. I'm still waiting for their Marvel vs. Capcom 2 revival that started <laughs> on Twitter. So <laughs> This is, of course, Focus Home Interactive has acquired .emu. Oh, I was thinking Focus Home Interactive. That's awesome. But .emu, of course, is behind. This comes from Gamatsu. They are behind Streets of Rage 4, Windjammers 2, and more. And they will now fall under the umbrella of Focus Home Interactive, who made Plague Tale. Plague Tale. I th- did they do Greedfall and Vampire and a few other things? And more more game stuff. We could look on Wikipedia, but it'll probably get more time, so we'll yeah. just <laughs> We didn't put uh we didn't put the other acquisition in here. The Embracer Group bought like was a uh, Duke Nukem Studio, 3D Realms. Somebody else, I forgot about that one. That was late so, breaking though. Now we so don't have I to uh, see that yet. Yeah. So we don't have to deal with the bullshit where 3D Realms kept trying to make a Duke Nukem game since now they own everybody. <laughs> they own Gearbox, true. they own Duke Nukem, and now 3D Realms can make Duke Nukem games. They, this is all part of their plan. Yeah. So the Embracer Group slash THQ Nordic slash <laughs> all those other studios. Uh, Gearbox, I think so. They're basically the Western Tencent, right? Is that what we would refer to it as? The European Group has gotten to that point. European Tencent, yeah. European Tencent, that's right. All right, so .emu, we're all big fans of their work. Hopefully they're able to flourish under the... um, Is there any quotes you guys wanted to call out in there? Uh, CEO of .emu, my mission will be able will also be to share .emu's ex- expertise with Focus Home Interactive's teams to select and convince talented teams to join the group in order to build together a key player in the video game, video game industry on a global scale. That was the most generic quote <laughs> ever. Uh, we promise not to suck and keep doing what we were doing. <laughs> so far, they haven't proved us wrong, right? So, yep, that is true. Yep. Uh, who wants to take this next generation PlayStation VR rundown? Absolutely not. I'm excited. Oh. I love all these details. <laughs> Is it me? Is it me again? Uh, I, I was no, I was about I'll, to take it and then I accidentally just closed let me know. the tab. I can, I can do a brand if you want me to. Yeah, just close the tab by accident. Sorry. All right, that's fine. Uh, so reload. reload. 
Apparently, there was a uh, PSVR Next Gen Developer Summit um, where a, a ton of information. This is all from The Verge, uh, Ian Carlos Campbell, uh, with this uh, Twitter tag, Soup's the name. I had to say that because that was a pretty good Twitter tag. Um, so, apparently, this was something they were pitching to developers, uh, and I think this was confirmed from a mm-hmm. YouTube channel, PSVR Without Perot, and further further collaborated with uh, Upload VR, which is a notable website that is strictly does be, uh, VR. So they had this de- held Sony held a developer summit on Tuesday, where it detailed new information about their controllers, their game development strategies for the sequel of the PSVR. Um, a lot of what they said, I think they kind of showed everything they got, where they went into you know. I guess, you know, they compared apples for apples, I think, when they were breaking down the differences where they said that the headset uh, will have OLED displays versus LCDs, and they compared Hell it to yes. the uh, Oculus Quest 2. Uh, yes. It's going to be a higher resolution. Um, it has a 10-degree wider view than the PSVR. Mm-hmm. Uh, it connects to the console through a single cable. Thank God no pass-through mm-hmm. box is necessary. Amen to that. Um, they're using that new technology for eye tracking so they can do scaling resolution that, that will kind of help with the, the whole motion sickness thing where mm-hmm. your body's not, you're not seeing all over the place when you kind of look at different directions. It kind of <laughs> follows you. I might be able to... I watched to, you do that, Cesar, and I got sick. <laughs> yeah. I might be able to beat Resident Evil 7 in VR maybe one day. Um, and they went more in details about their uh, new controllers, which is going to have adaptive triggers, haptic feedback, touch sensitivity buttons, and well, not the whole nine yards. It's, it's a lot. There's a lot of big changes. It's, it's, it's basically uh, a new fucking console. I mean, what they're pitching here. Um, Sounds awesome. It Yeah. Um, the thing that they uh, Sony was hoping when they were talking to the developers was that they were looking to do new experiences. They wanted to do uh, AAA experiences versus yep. let's shoehorn VR into this or let's let's see how to swim underwater. Like they felt that's already been done. Yeah. Um, and then they also were talking about strategies to possibly uh, quotations, maybe remaster some of these other PSVR games that are already out, maybe change them up. But there was no clarity whether or not that would mean that the previous generation was not backwards compatible or they were talking about expanding those experiences by doing like uh, upgrades to them. Yeah, um, they mentioned I, they mentioned having like a, a cross buy type thing where you get the PSVR version built into the game. Like you can yeah. either play Resident Evil 7 was your example. I think it's Star Wars Squadrons. Like you can you're sure you can play that with a controller, but if you have PSVR, that is a way better experience and totally new way to immerse yourself into that game just with that same game that you've already purchased. And, and they mentioned that um, everything was uh, would, would be installable. So if you got a, a game that does VR and normal gameplay, you can just choose to do the VR part of the game installation. Yeah. You know how you can bypass the whole original game if that's not your interest. So if you bought it for the, you bought the console for the PSVR, you can kind of tailor that and make the most of it. So that sounds great. That's like a next generation. Like when you think of PS4 and PSVR, that first generation, this is that jump. This is what you would expect, not only from a hardware standpoint, but from a interactivity and uh, like OS and that kind of thing. This is what you would expect from that. That's awesome. I cannot wait for this. I, I'm excited, too, because, I mean, it seems, at least to me, I mean, they they went hard on uh PSVR for a really long mm-hmm. time and announcing mm-hmm. several titles after title after title and there's still titles coming out pretty pretty frequently here and there but they're it, it doesn't seem like they're talked about as much 
Uh, I know I Expect You to Die is getting a, a sequel. You know, they said Moss 2 will have VR support. Um, but there haven't been a lot of big titles lately. I mean, um, they, I mean, we were talking about Resident Evil 7 having having the VR support and we all had a horrible experience with that but <laughs> some people had a good experience with it and I'm surprised right. that they didn't have a VR um uh, version for 8 and I mean maybe that's something they're working on or maybe it's just something they just said uh eh, it's going to take too much time there's not enough buzz to do it we'll just wait so a lot of that, you know, they tried a lot of stuff. I mean, we had we got Elder Scrolls in VR, we had Borderlands mm-hmm. 2 in VR. I mean, I my what I can tell from that it seems like everything that's been done on this current gen hardware seems like they're ready to move on to the next generation. I yeah. mean, everything else we seem to have is kind of like continuations of what's already been done before. I mean, we haven't had anything new, like you said recently, that's done VR differently. Instead of instead of maybe Astrobot was probably the last time I was amazed at yeah. something in VR. So that felt like it changed something up but you're, you're kind of in the space now where you're getting like the the holdovers from the generation or the indie titles that kind of thing that's just kind of keeping that that market satisfied that it's not a it's not a system seller at this point so, they're not worried the about the attach yeah, rate more the same. yeah yep but they've continued to support it like they mentioned it in the i don't think it was the last state of play but maybe it was the one before that where we got you know ps4 vr updates so They've uh, they've committed to that, unlike the Vita, maybe. <laughs> so I'm excited to hear more about this one, especially with those controllers. I mean, this this is a, something different that they can offer that not the and none of the other consoles can do because you already heard Microsoft saying they're not going to do anything with VR. So, I mean, they right. they would. I mean, I imagine Microsoft would do something with VR if it was a simple solution they can add to what, what is already existing to their console. But they're not going to sit there and you know try to figure out how to get VR to work on the Xbox. But I imagine if somebody came out yeah. with it and they were probably maybe run with that idea. So, and they did a 180 on that because remember when they came out there when PSVR was launching and people were t- there was buzz about it. They were saying, "Hey, Project Scorpio is going to be VR ready day one," and we never got anything out of this One uh, X. Almost at Series X, we got nothing out of the One X VR related. So, I mean, it's, it's a good space for them to. To bring out the differences so hopefully it's affordable though so it's their space and i think they yeah. aren't they like the top vr kit yeah i th- I think it it really sold um better than a lot of the other vrs but if you got to look it was at the time uh one of the cheapest options yep. and compared to the other ones uh it it really wasn't a bad option it wasn't as advanced as say the htc vive but at the price point i think people weighed the pros and cons and it was it it really wasn't a bad choice i mean i was an extremely early adopter yeah the price point and you didn't have to worry about hardware compatibility yeah if you got a ps4 it was going to work and you just plugged it in and went so that's what helped us set ours up when we first got it and kind of walked us through a couple, recommended some experiences, and we dove into the YouTube VR and all that kind of stuff. And it's yeah, whereas it's one with, of the highlights of the last generation. I still can't play until until dawn. That fucking <laughs> it's impossible for me. It's just fucking I love that. coming at me. No. It's a good one. That's a I would say it's that's a defining title for PSVR for sure. That's one you show off. 
That's, that's too much for one. me. Me riding on that little roller coaster thing as this fucking ghost. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't, I don't do that in real life as it is. I'm already swinging in the dark as soon as I think I see a shape in there. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, die, bitch. I'm going to start swinging like crazy. So I'm like, he was just swinging in the dark. <laughs> don't start a fire. So I, was not, I was not crawling in the dark. I was swinging in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> All right, look forward to more details. Uh, uh, Bloomberg the best, notes. The best comment out of this whole article was, uh, can you even watch porn on it, though? And then somebody <laughs> responded, porn will find a way. Porn always finds a way. That's true. <laughs> uh, you heard it here first, making its way to next generation <laughs> PSVR. Well, y'all taught me this is like rule 34 or something. Oh, gosh, yeah. <laughs> if something naughty can be introduced, it will be rule yep. 34. If it exists. Well, there's naughty, naughty drawings of it or yeah, pictures. And, and what's funny is like if you go to like Reddit and just my favorite thing in Reddit and it's like they don't even host images on there. It's just reading comments from like people who go to certain sites to watch certain yeah. videos that are released. And those are the funniest things because people argue about the dumbest things. And I'm dying laughing like they hate this type of genre of hentai. They hate this type of genre of hentai. And I'm just reading the comments and I'm like they're arguing like and then so, there's always somebody in there like zero hour game. I was like, what the fuck is happening in this comic section? And I was like. <laughs> The zero ever, hour game. What is that? Reference? I guess it, they were there as soon as they posted the video. I think that's what it was. So it's it's funny, man. If you, ever, if you ever go to yeah, if you ever go to Reddit and just read comments from where people are talking about stuff on sites, it's that's like the number one enjoyment I get out of there because people are. The, it's so funny, man. It's so funny. Everybody hates Ugly Bastard. Everybody hates NTR. I like that's that's their <laughs> arguments all day long. Oh, you be. <laughs> oh God. All right. Uh, Bloomberg notes that we should hear something in like spring 2022, but that the new PSVR will not launch until holiday 2022. Which I would think when this launches, y'all correct me if I'm wrong, when this comes out, you want a steady supply of PS5s in the market, right? Like you want to be able to potentially get this headset and a PlayStation 5 at the same time. And what did, what did they just say? They said they acquired enough chipsets to do another 12 million, I think. But that 12 million was supposed to be by really? the end of this year, I believe. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they said they have enough to build 12 million more PS5s worldwide for till the end of this year. I think they just secured enough. I think Sony confirmed. That's good numbers. They so can, the, they so can they plan to have 22 million by the end of the year is what their plan was, I think. That's good. I got I to look online and clarify. Yep, I don't remember who posted good. it, but somebody was talking about it. That's solid. <laughs> that's damn solid numbers. Yeah. That's way up there. And they're uh, still just of, selling out. Speaking of damn solid numbers. <laughs> Hi, great segue there. Uh, this comes from Gramatsu. Switch worldwide sales top 89.04 million. Uh, uh, bought a quarter of those. New Pokemon uh, Snap. <laughs> do what? Correction, uh, physical year. So that means March of next year. Fiscal year, yes. Yep. March of next year. Uh, back to this article. New Pokemon Snap tops 2.07 million. Wow. I didn't buy this one yet. I don't, um, you know, I don't, you guys? Read, I don't read numbers. Oh, OK. Uh, plus sales numbers for Mario Golf, <laughs> Super Rush. And I, you know how I feel about MPD. You know how I feel. Uh, these are fun, though, because the you think about the switch selling 89 million and then you think about the attach rate. It, it's cool, but I'm not doing the circle jerk thing. So. Yeah, but they're closing in on like historical figures like you're closing in on the Wii and the PS1. Sure. Records are always be broken. Go for it, man. The I Nintendo just... people have pissed yeah. on uh, Cesar's <laughs> head way too long here. It, it, it does nothing for me, but continue. I'm sure somebody will be pleased with your uh, number rambling. <laughs> number rambling. <laughs> <laughs> There's your episode title, number rambling. Number rambling. 
Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has sold 37.08 million, which is closing in on Mario Kart Wii. I think that was the title. Uh, Animal Crossing New Horizons, 33.89 million in what, a year and not even a half? Mm-hmm. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, 24.77 million. Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, 23.2 million. Pokemon Sword and Shield, 21.85. That is surprising to me. Would you have thought both of the Pokemons had not caught up to Breath of the Wild yet? I, I mean, that's... They would have sold, like, gangbusters. They usually do. But there was, I mean, a bit of... Yeah. Is that a two-year controversy gap? Controversy or... about that. Ah, uh, that too, yeah. Uh, Super Mario Odyssey, 21.4 million. Super Mario Party, 15.72 million. That's probably why we're getting another Mario Party mm-hmm. <laughs> easily. Uh, Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee combined 13.57 million. Splatoon 2, a 12.45 million. And Ring Fit Adventure, 11.26. Uh, finally, jumping onto your your numbers here are Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, 6.68 million, which is more than the Wii U version, which I saw, which continues the trend of outselling the Wii U port as much no. as people. No, <laughs> that's impossible. I know people. That's not even possible. People bitch about it, but it happens every time. What? Uh, New Pokemon selling? What? (laughs) There's no way. There's like millions of Wii U's out there. There's no fucking way. All right. Do we all have Super Mario 3D World for Wii U? All three of us? Yeah. Yeah, I do too. So we bought both of them. It's a re-release for for full sixty dollars. I know, but they added an open world Mario. Imagine that. I. I give it to him. I, I was able to be Mario 3D World on the Switch, and Bowser's Fury was a shit. So yeah, there you go. It is. They added enough to it. I'm it's more a 2D interested. 2D Metroid, and they want sixty dollars for it. I'm more interested <laughs> if you can go find the information on how many copies of Metopia sold versus Metopia on 3DS. I'm more excited yeah. about that. That's that what I'm more interested about. Number. All this other shit, I, I don't care about. Maybe Mario Golf Super Rush. I'm I'm with the other 1.34 million people that are pissed. But um, I bought it too, and they're adding some content. We didn't add that to do's, but they're adding content. Yeah, but we yeah. knew that was going to happen. That's what they did with Mario Tennis. We talk about it's going to be garbage, and then it's going everybody's going to be in Twitter and, and like we all later, talking it. about Mario Golf is going to be the greatest golf game ever made. And we I don't all get it. Mario Tennis. Mario Tennis is like loved on Twitter. Like everybody talks about how it's the greatest tennis game ever made. It's trash. It's the worst tennis <laughs> game ever. Made. It is the worst. You find out what Metopia is. I'm interested in that. What is Metopia 3DS versus Metopia Switch? You look it up because I'm reading the article. <laughs> uh, new Pokemon Snap has sold 2.07 million copies. Mario Golf Super Rush, Cesar's Game of the Year, early preview, has sold 1.34 billion copies. Early access. <laughs> it's it's an early access golf game for sixty dollars. <laughs> oh, Nintendo doesn't cut us any slack, do they? Is there has there been any sort of Nintendo early access game? Have we had any sort of extended preview game of any kind like that, like a tech test or anything? I'm trying to think. Like it, that should be their uh, Splatoon you get two. One for Spl- um, Splatoon two had what? Like a test trial? Yeah, and then um, what was it? Uh, their fighting game that I bought that we don't ever talk about anymore. That's not even on this list. No, we beat the game. We don't have to talk about it. You and I, we rolled credits. They, they had a test on that. Um, was it legs? We kick, we kicked out uh, at the Joy-Cons? It was uh, crotches or something like that. I don't remember what it was. Uh, it was something like that. Yeah. Crotches too. Uh, elbows, uh, shoulders, <laughs> knees, and toes. I don't know, man. 
Oh, the last one on the list is Metopia 1.04 million. Cesar, please send your emails to nofodcast at gmail.com. Let Cesar know how many copies the 3DS version sold. I Brent's looking like he has the figure. I want to respond if, uh, if you put Russell to Russell. He has to read to it. To Russell from Russell. Yeah. If you put that in there, I will respond to that email. He has to read it. I will respond to it if it has Russell's name on there. I would, I would too. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Did you find anything, Brent? Uh, something about it selling 36% better physically in the UK on <laughs> on Switch than on the uh, That's 3D, all we need. 3DS. That's all we need. Uh, on release. On the... So I'm, I'm still looking. So take the number and divide it by 36% and find You're out the at, digital sales. And then we'll, we'll figure it out. It's at, it's at 1.04 million. So we're going to go with 36,000. Three we don't get the real port that we all deserve, which is the ultimate NES remix. That's what we fucking need on the on the Switch. Yeah, yeah, like that series from 3DS and Wii U. Yeah, that's, that's what good. I really want. They're fun. They give us Metopia. They didn't even get puzzle pieces. If they would put puzzle pieces in Metopia. I would have been in. If they put puzzle pieces on anything, I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> I'm street passing everybody, man. I'm driving down the street. I'm all staying day. in random hotels just to get street passed. Stay in random hotels, get street passed. Hey, when oh, I, you're gonna get street passed. Hey, when I when I when uh I did for my job, I had to stay in the hotel. I, I remember just I was clearing out street passes for days. I was like, oh. <laughs> I, I kept getting the I kept getting the same um puzzle pieces, but I mean, I was like, fuck, what am I gonna do with this? No puzzle pieces, no puzzle pieces, no puzzle pieces. I'm like, who's who's staying here? Go go get puzzles. Come back. Don't come back to me until you have a puzzle piece to share. Yeah, how dare, how dare you? How can I keep communicating with anybody in this uh, street pass thing? All right. This Gamatsu article ends with uh, 632 million Switch games have been sold worldwide. So attach those to the 89.04 million consoles sold. Is that just physical numbers that they add up? I'm assuming so, right? Probably. Yeah. So there's no telling how many digital sales on top of that. Probably close to a billion. I don't know. It seems like we need a historian for uh, Nintendo first-party sales. <laughs> it's Brant. We already, we already decided this. Not for Nintendo. Brant was chosen. Brant is the chosen one. You're supposed to bring balance to the <laughs> podcast. Now, Richard, you tried to leave this story uh, in the garage with the dust cover on it. I did. Forza Motorsport 7. There it is. We'll be driving into the sunset in September. Brand, it belongs in a museum. <laughs> oh, so again, another Forza game will be Forza, Forza, uh, will be delisted and removed uh, from Game Pass September 15th. Uh, these games are notorious for being licensing nightmares um, between all the different car companies, music, uh yada 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 so, so i bought into that for a minute but somebody on reddit pointed out that um need for speed rivals which has licensed cars and music and all that kind of stuff is still available and that came out in 2013 and this is this is the newest official forza right yeah so they're pulling it from game pass you can't buy it digitally that just seems like uh the darkest timeline to me I mean, all it takes is a, a majority of the people, one or two, and they to pull out and say, "Oh, we don't want 
you know, we don't want you using that license anymore. And they decide, you know, it, it'd just be too much of a hassle to right. try and pull these from the game and erase all this and just, just delist it. Cause we'll have a new game coming out eventually. So, and I mean, this is, uh, this is the motorsport series. So this isn't even, uh, this isn't even the horizon, um, right. series. So, this is your mainline Forza's. This is your is, more yeah. simulator style versus arcade style. It just thinks that uh, that's not going to be available. If you have, so if you bought it on Game Pass or if you played it on Game Pass and you bought all the DLC, they will give you a token for that DLC, which has to be redeemed, and that'll add it to your account, I guess, for like a permanent thing. So that if you then have a, a physical copy that you add, what five years down the road or whatever. Mm. then you'll still have that same content. So they're they're providing an out, but it's still not what we want from a preservation standpoint. Like, the game is gone. So unless you track down a physical copy, that's going to Forza Motorsport 7, which is, if they if they said anything about 8, like, we don't have a release date or anything. They just announced mm. it. But there's no, for that fan base, which is a pretty large fan base from my understanding, you have nothing to look forward to. Like, you have nothing... Nothing on the table as far as content either for that game or having that in Game Pass anymore. And that that seemed to me to be one of the great benefits of Game Pass. Like I can still play Cameo, the launch title for the 360, but I can't play the newest Forza game like that just doesn't. It seems bizarre to me. That's a that's a weird choice there, a weird option. And back to the licensing thing, like how is that how has that changed at all? across need for speed rivals what's the does force have that many more cars like somebody will know but it's just strange that microsoft can't pull that off so get a copy of what is the digital still ten dollars i think i saw 20 for the complete and then 10 for the complete i I pay 20 for the complete one with all the dlc it's got everything in it like they haven't added anything to it since then it's the complete Forza 7, yeah. Hey, if you get that, you're good, and you'll get the token or whatever, and you can redeem that, and then everything's set for the rest of time. But it's just kind of a funky thing for it to be such a flagship title. Like, people like tease Xbox, you're just Halo, Gears, and Forza. Well, here's a Forza game that you all of a sudden, like a flagship Forza that you all of a sudden can't have access to, which you're used to with your subscription service that you, if you're a hardcore Xbox person, you already have. So it's a weird thing. It'll be driving physical sales, as we put it in the show notes. Uh, speaking of Game Pass, what else new is coming to Game Pass? Uh, we have several new things coming to Game Pass. Some heavy hitters in there. Uh, some of my favorite games August, ever. Yeah. Uh, no, we've got... There's a bunch of stuff coming uh, via EA Play. Um, I know Skate 3 is coming to specifically Cloud, uh, while the original Skate will be console art of rally will be cloud console pc uh katamari microsoft solitaire collection everybody loves some solitaire right uh i'm on that beat i'm playing it right now (laughs) i love solitaire let's see hades that's a heavy hitter it's coming uh let's see trying to get the full list so yeah uh Curse of the Dead Gods, Cloud Console PC, August 5th. Uh, Dodgeball. Let's see. Academia, Cloud Console PC, August 5th. What is that Dodgeball game? I saw that. I don't know. I've never seen that. that. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, Katamari's August 5th. Uh, what's that? Dodgeball game? Academia. Get ready to dodge, duck, dip, and dive. And Dodgeball Academia available with Xbox Game Pass on day one. Vibrant sports RPG puts you in a world that lives and breathes dodgeball. Forge friendships and develop rivals as you train to become the ultimate champion, dominating on and off the courts. Okay. Sure. Let's see. Skate uh, will be August 5th. The first. Uh, the first. Well, both skates, August 5th. Oh, skate but three? just keep in mind that Skate 3 was only for the cloud. <laughs> Starmancer, August 5th as well. Uh, Art of Rally is the 12th. The 13th is, is Hades. Uh, Microsoft Solidaire is uh, 17th. Let's see. That's a big one. <laughs> these are the... Looks like these are... Most of your EA Play uh, and Codemasters. The Codemasters titles are being added on August 10th. August 10th. Yep. With Dirt, Dirt, uh, Dirt 4, Dirt uh, Rally, Dirt Rally 2.0, uh, F1 2020, and Grid. Do we have to have played Dirt Rally to understand uh, the story going into Dirt Rally 2.0? It's the big question. Oh, sure. I'm, I'm sure you have to. <laughs> Not to mention there's like eight different versions of Dirt Rally 2.0. So. <laughs> I know. Oh, I remember getting one on a, a Humble Bundle, and I was like, hell yeah, that's everything. <laughs> and I looked at it, and I was like, nope, that's not everything. That is not it. And of course, there's, I mean, there's a bunch of different DLCs, but the biggest things down here, uh, the Leaving Soon. I'm surprised at this. Uh, August 8th, Grand Theft Auto 5 is Maybe leaving. That one's staying there forever. Uh, and then August 15th, Ape Out, Crossing Souls, Darksiders Genesis, Don't Starve, Final Fantasy uh, 7. Wow. And Train Sims World 2020. Hmm. I guess they're wanting you to buy Train Sim World 2021. Yeah. <laughs> Based off your Game Pass purchase or Game Pass download and experience. Yeah, I think I, I ended up buying Final Fantasy VII. I think it was like after the twenty percent, it was like seven ninety nine or seven bucks or something like that. And I just went that's and not got bad. it. So, yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. That's a that's a pretty good version of that too. All right, and we have your PlayStation Now games. Sassar, do you want to grab that one? Absolutely. Like three three big heavy hitters. Mm-hmm. What's that? What's PlayStation Now? <clears throat> that's PlayStation. Uh, right it's now, like What's Game that? Pass for PlayStation. What's that? What's PlayStation? You get it now. Or- Never heard of it. You stream it everywhere. It's Sony's new box. It's it's one of these things. Yeah, there we are. There's a visual aid. Yeah. Uh, Brand yeah. is holding his. This is a Sony. Mini. What's that? That's a Sony What's right that? there. They don't even know. God, that thing yeah. could have been so awesome. It, it, speaking of, all right. So Brand just showed us the PlayStation Mini, which was panned by many for. <laughs> <laughs> not having uh, the right titles or not playing them well, that kind of thing. Has anybody bought any of those ROM packs and added to theirs? No, we talked about it. The crystal meth ones, yeah. The meth and the crackhead and whatever it was called. Crackhead pack. Blue math. <laughs> meth Blue meth, pack. yeah, something like that. It's... I've I've seen them. Uh, they're they're out there and there's reviews on them, but I've never. I've thought about diving into it, but I mean, I've got so I've got. Most of the games I want to play, I mean, they're right here. Yeah. Or they're 
on my uh, uh, Vita. So yeah, Vita slash PS3 as like a retro machine. It's true. Yeah. So three games: Undertale, Ghost Runner, and Near. Which Near? The new one? Sure. Yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> get a smart ass question. Get a smart ass in. <laughs> Near Automata. Is it the As Gods edition? I think it's just vanilla. It's the regular one, yeah. There's yeah, no DLC. So can you I've never done PlayStation now. Can you purchase the DLC to add to the regular one? Sure. Probably. Does it work that way? Yeah, because it's installed. If you if you install it, yeah. That makes sense. If you stream it, no. If you stream it, no. <laughs> Uh, Ghost Runner. I don't know what Ghost Runner is. And Undertale. Has anybody played Undertale? I know some Hell people yes. believe about it. Yeah. You like Undertale, yes. Brent? Yes. Okay. It Both is amazing. I just remember Richard. Do yourself a favor. Play this play, game. Play it's Undertale. Not ta- on... It's. It, it doesn't matter where you play it. Uh, okay. Just, I was about to say what it. platform. Just play it. it it's not going to take you very long to run through the game. Hmm. Um. And then play Deltarune as well, because that'll take maybe an hour and a half, if that. The scrambled up uh, Undertale. Yeah. Chapter but one. I know Cesar and I saw it at that PlayStation Indies thing that we went to years ago. And then uh, uh, a friend of the show, Michael, was saying it was it didn't quite live up to what he had heard hype-wise. But oh, uh, Brant has the physical copy on Vita, Undertale. He is indeed a fan. It's a damn good game with damn good music. And Ooh. it's it's inspired by um, the Mother series. I was about to say, it always looked like an Earthbound game to me. Yeah. yeah. All right, those are your games coming to PlayStation now. Is that all the news? I didn't skip the uh, Forza thing twice. No, that's all it. You can go in for a third time. More Forza being delisted news? Yeah. We're through news in 40 minutes. I'm excited. It's pretty good. That's ahead of our normal schedule. Yeah. Games played. I played some Halo. The new one? Infinite. There we go. Yeah. (laughs) But only played for like two hours. I know Cesar downloaded it and was ready to go, but uh, myself in front of the show, Russell, were kind of just passing the controller back and forth, and we tried that first uh, technical flight that was out for Halo Infinite. And it, my hot take, it doesn't suck. <laughs> I don't hate it. <laughs> uh, recent Halo multiplayer, like four and five, they've been like too fast or too Call of Duty ish, or you know, it's something. It's something about it just didn't feel like Halo. And this technical flight, I'd never played this. Was it Sunday? They unleashed the PvP. I never played against real people. I played against bots. Uh, Russell and I passing the controller back and forth. And the bots are really good. And we were playing on one of the lower tier difficulties. And it makes me kind of nervous about the Halo campaign. Like the AI that they're going to put in there, it's going to be solid. They're not going to be, it's not going to be, I mean, Halo AI has always been at the forefront of that series. They've made a big deal about, you know, the enemies reacting to you in the first game and how they'll flank you and they'll use uh, grenades and they'll have tactics that they use against you. It's not GoldenEye or something, but. Uh, AI was solid, and that was the ODST difficulty, I think, at that point. Then they upped it to uh, they upped it to Spartan, and then they introduced the PPP. But uh, the couple maps we played, it felt like 
it's not fully like Halo 1 through 3, but it did feel like a combination of the movement of that plus the graphics and the style of 4 and 5. So it, it, they're straddling the line, you know. They can't give up on the last 10 years of Halo, but they also don't want to give up on the first 10 years of Halo, it seems like. So from what I played, it's really good. I'm still looking forward to the campaign. Uh, the weapons were great, the ones we had. Uh, the bots were tough. Uh, I'm hoping that's an option for multiplayer. I don't think that's really been in Halo in the past, but it would be fun if you're being grieved or you don't want to fight the same enemies over and over as far as like if you a couple of times we've been grouped in with the same group of uh, online multiplayer enemies. So it'd be fun to just knock out of that for once and know that it's not some doofus on the other end of the Internet killing you. Right. It's just a bot. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. There's something different about it. But if it had an old school feel to it, like time splitters and those type of games where you could load up bots and play against. Uh, that was the main highlight of my week. I feel like I played something else. I did a lot of tinkering. I bought a new, um, I went and got a new TV stand off of OfferUp. So I have my new CRT, my newish, new to me, I guess, CRT propped up on that. And I was hooking up stuff to that. Uh, played a little bit more of Skyward Sword. I'm now in that third dungeon. I was in the Lanayru Desert last week, and I've mentioned that the outside area is kind of of a dungeon in of itself. So there was a lot of like time shifting and things like that to try to figure out to just get into the dungeon. And there was, of course, another item to pick up, and you have to use that item as soon as you get in the dungeon, that sort of thing. But um, not much on Skyward Sword. Again, to talk about the last couple weeks. That's like the pinnacle of that version of those dungeons. As I said, he mentioned that it's been so long since I played one like that, that that really scratches that itch. And this is a good one of those for sure. Uh, I'm past the motion controls. I don't even think about it. I just hit Y. I center my axis on the motion control. And that is definitely the way to play. Um, even though enemies will come at you. I saw this meme. It was like a, it was a cultural Eastern dance of some kind where the guy's like dancing on his uh knees and he's coming he's he's dancing and coming at you like that and then the caption said every enemy in skyward sword coming at you and and that's what they do because they're trying to teach you to they're trying to get you to like use the wii mote and and change the way your sword is going to slice and that kind of stuff but uh i thought it was pretty funny because <laughs> even the even the moblins or whatever the basic enemies they'll come at you and they're they're changing the sword non-stop they're trying to get you to figure out where they're not going to be blocking you or trying to strike back at you or anything like that from. Um, I played a little bit of Microsoft Flight Simulator on Game Pass. It was a big download, but there are some quick jump-in options. Like, I didn't have to worry about... I didn't go through a tutorial. I didn't worry about having to get my throttle up and thrusters and take off and that kind of stuff. There's some quick jump-into excursions, I think is what they call them. Uh, somebody correct me. Send that in to Russell on the podcast at gmail.com. Cesar will address it next week. But it lets you look at um, certain areas that would be of interest. And you just you just start off in the plane, like near whatever that is. So the first one I did was the Pyramids of Giza in Egypt. And I was just flying around. Like I saw the Sphinx and you're in like a little biplane type thing, like a Cessna or something. And the controls weren't too hard. It's a real basic type thing. I know you can get really in the weeds with Flight Simulator. But this was kind of, I feel like the excursion was kind of like an arcade type thing where you just, here's your throttle, here's uh, up and down, you know, you kind of, it's just a real basic version of that. So you, that you can enjoy 
because you you don't want to worry about flying. You just want to look at the pyramids, right? But the way it rendered all the buildings in the town, I guess that's Cairo underneath there. Cairo, it's Cairo, Cairo. in Georgia. Yeah, it's Cairo, Cairo in there. Cairo in Georgia. Home of Jackie Robinson. I think that's where he's from. And uh, the the one I did after that was Bora Bora, which is like this super blue oceans. It's just beautiful, and it's this island ring. And I tried to land on water unsuccessfully. <laughs> and I tried to <laughs> land on land because I'm in one of those amphibious things with like the water landing uh, strips underneath it. I tried to land on water unsuccessfully and I tried to land on land unsuccessfully. And I never got any of the weird glitches where the plane's like bouncing around and flipping over and stuff. It just said, you've crashed. <laughs> and that was that. It's like, OK, press A to confirm that you crashed. But uh, that's it for me. Skyward Sword, some Halo Infinite technical flight, and Microsoft Flight Simulator on Xbox Series X. Go check that out on Game Pass for sure. It's, it's a really cool experience. If only that wow. had VR support. <sighs> so I was looking at, long-time <laughs> listeners will know that I bought uh, Ace Combat 7 for PSVR and the HOTAS Thrustmaster stick. So I'm like, all right, this is it. Uh, that, my stick, it works on PS4 and PC. It's going to work on Series X. Uh, the research I found out says it does not yeah. work on Series X. So until Flight Simulator comes to PlayStation 5 and next generation VR, I will be waiting for that next generation. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty fun stream. So sorry, remember we put uh, Russell in the, in the, the, we had him in like the Red Baron <laughs> scarf and the, and the pilot's hat on and all that stuff. We had a good played, time with uh, that. Played the Top Gun, Top Gun soundtrack. Top Gun soundtrack in the background was pretty good. I forgot about that. Danger Zone, baby. <laughs> oh, that was good times. God bless Ace Combat. May, Ace Combat has sold well, right? That most recent one? We should get another Ace Combat? Yeah, I think they did some yeah. kind of congratulatory thing for their whatever 20th anniversary, whatever the hell it was recently. Yeah. So. We need more Ace Combat. Which I think they just reiterated that Ace Combat 7 was available. That was it. Uh, if you like the 20th anniversary of Ace Combat, don't look forward to anything in the future. Go pick up the already released Ace Combat 7 on PC, Xbox One, and PlayStation 4. Uh, you know Namco, they're too busy uh, delaying uh, Digimon Survive. So. <laughs> That's what's taking up their books. <laughs> yeah, like, we got to put everybody on this one game. Uh, good stuff. After uh, Metro Prime 4 fell through the cracks for them, so... They did. They were the leaders yeah. on that, weren't they? Yeah. Forget about that bit. Miyamoto saw something and was like, nope, that's not happening. Yeah, but then they gave it to like uh, Bandai Namco, like Singapore. It was like some studio that hadn't done a big game before. I can't remember yeah. what it was. Why would they do that with a flagship? That's just head scratching, right? I won't. You know, Nintendo had success with uh, Capcom doing those Zelda games for GBA a long time ago. So, and GBC. Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess and, they figured, uh, like, maybe this might be the same thing, so. And Retro Studios wasn't proven when they got Metroid Prime. They were working on that tech demo. It was like an RPG or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, those are my games played for this week. Mine's easy. I just watched a bunch of anime. Uh, the only game I played was Skyward Sword. Yes. Uh, I blew through the Elden Volcano. I yes. finished up the Lanario Desert. Um, at you the part the now temple? where I am, what'd you say? You beat the mine temple? You beat the Lanayru yes. mines? Okay, that's where I just started. I'm in the mines. Uh, story stuff happened. Now, I just stopped the imprisoned. I discovered the light tower. I went into the Thunderhead. 
I did the first Silent Realm in the Ferren Woods, and I went into the Great Tree, and I'm now on the Lake Floria looking at the dungeon for the ancient Kistarin. Nice. Which you I made a think, made a big surge on Skyward Sword. Yeah, I'm almost, I'm, I'm literally probably got like another five hours into it or so. I'm, I'll be done. It's not a terribly hard game. It's not like where it was uh, Twilight Princess, where it was dungeon after dungeon after dungeon after dungeon after dungeon right. after dungeon after dungeon. This one seems to have a better balance of more open areas, and then you get one major dungeon. Uh, I was I was wondering how that was going to play out because I've done I'm in the third one, which is like usually your intro in a Zelda game, but I'm already like what twelve hours. 12 hours in or something so it's like excuse me what is after this you're not far from me i think i'm like 13 hours okay uh you go back you go back to the previous areas um that you visit them a second time to do what they call the silent room and you're basically i'm at this part now where something happens story-wise i gotta power up my sword and there's like these little areas where you go into like in your mind to do a test of the first one was a test of courage and you can see where it's going. Next one's probably going to be wisdom. Next one's probably going to be power. Yeah. But um, as you get these uh, new abilities to increase your power for your sword to accomplish your story tasks um, that you're set up with in this game. It uh, sounds like the like, wolf shit from Twilight Princess. But it's not a new area. So when you go into like you'll go back to Farron Woods and then you'll discover uh, Lake Flora, which is like another part that was kind of grayed out when you originally went there. Okay. okay. Um, and that it, that is like its own little story bit as you go through right now. And I think that's where I stopped for the day when I started out that dungeon. So you still have the that bastard demon lord going around and popping up mm. so often. Um, but yeah, outside of that, I mean, nothing much has changed. Uh, but... I mean, as you go through, after you pass the first three dungeons, it, it, it goes more into um, more of the open world stuff. You kind of see what they went, led this off to Breath of the Wild. So, this yeah. I mean, if you would have played Skyward Sword first before Breath of the Wild, this wouldn't have been a weird Zelda for you. I mean, it, right. it, it totally broke that whole um, forced dungeon thing where that killed me in Twilight Princess, where it, it was dungeon after dungeon after dungeon. I, was, I just remember I just kept going in dungeons. Yeah. Like, this game will never end. That and the weird shit, like, I noticed, like, okay, if I throw a bomb all the way down this hill, will it hit that guy way down there? Like, the weird Breath of the Wild shit, like, does this actually happen in this engine? And it'll happen in Skyward Sword, like, the weird stuff you set up, it'll actually, it'll do it. Like, yeah, oh, what if I set a, little, a bomb here and then do the throw that? Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were starting so, to build it there. You can see where it all leads to it on there. So, I mean, it's, for me, it was easier to go back and play this playing Breath of the Wild first and then going back to this. So you get some of the improvements and then you still get some of the stuff the that's dungeons. There. Yeah. You're getting that fixed, right? Yeah. They're good. Some of those puzzles are just great. So outside of that, the story is interesting as well, so I'll leave it at that. So yeah. I know yeah. Impa's, Impa and Zelda are in this temple I'm headed to, so you, you've been... Impa's usually been a support character like throughout the Zelda series, but she's a little adversarial at first with this one. Like, she's still—I'm sure you've oh, seen it. You're you're in for a surprise there, buddy. Okay, but she's been she's been almost like you got to prove yourself. You or if you're protecting the princess, I don't believe you. You got to prove yourself. So she's she's had an edge to her that you're not used to seeing in Impa in the previous Zelda games. I, I can tell you this now that this game is uh, Zelda games have always dealt with time. Uh, this mm. one is very, very time heavy. Very mm. time heavy. 
a lot of the story okay. is tied up two times. So cool. Uh, it's interesting. Let's put it that way. Because they, I mean, as you go through the game, they always mention in the beginning, like the. Yeah, it's interesting. So I mean, you, you're basically starting in the beginning, but you're also dealing with the end of time as well. So there's a lot of good stuff going in there, a lot of story bits in there too. I'm excited to finish this. Apparently, I'm coming up on the temple that you did. You just wrapped up, so I'm I'm waiting to see that story. That sounds awesome. The Lunario mining facility. Uh, yeah. That one was that was a long one. That one took me two hours to get through. So. Yeah. That, kind of dragged it out and the, it, the whole ability where you have to hit those time stones to yeah to back into the past the time is, crystals mm-hmm. that is a uh, very big in that dungeon and it eats okay. up a lot of time uh the boss battle in there was pretty good um I, the, the the first boss battle with the demon lord was the hardest one it, not it was hard it's just because you have to get into the habit of hitting the sword away from where he's aiming to block you yeah he's just walking around he's just walking around with his hand up like that it's like what the fuck am i supposed to do here so you're just supposed to hit at a different angle and then it goes through. But it's like he'll end the block and it quickly then grab your sword and then throw it across the room. And yeah. It's, 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 that first boss battle was hard. It so was. Like, That's the hardest part I fought, too. Yeah. When you do the Pharaoh Woods boss battle or, you know, uh, Elden Volcano one or Lenario uh, Desert, it's not hard at all. And then, like, when you go into the oh, Silent Volcano Realms, was fun. The Silent Realm ones are kind of like a it's interesting because like they expect you you go into this uh, mental realm and you have to prove yourself and there's like these um it's similar to like a phantom hourglass or spirit tracks where they have mm. those uh monsters that kind of move around when they see you okay uh, so it's all time based so when you go in there you have to get these dew drops and complete this flower which are just 15 of them scattered throughout a map and it adds more time to it. So, like, if, if you hit one or eat this fruit, then it adds, like, 30 seconds. And as the time goes down, every fucking golem is coming after you and just kills you. One hit, you die. Oh, so, that sounds like the yeah. wolf shit. So you have to go through and get each one and keep the timer going. But it's doable. I did it in my first try. So, I mean, okay. like, but if, you, if you do water, then it, just, it fucking breaks the cycle and they start chasing you. So, like, it doesn't take long, but it's fun. Yeah, I give you that much. It's, it's pretty fun. Okay. Uh, it doesn't feel like a fetch quest? No, it's, it's fine. It's paced out fine. And they, they put enough in there to keep it interesting. So it doesn't seem like I, it does not stay its welcome. So, cool. but yeah, I mean, now I'm at the first dungeon now where it's outside of the original temples. So this one's not a, a temple dungeon. So I think that after this, you have the ancient Christian, you have the sand ship and you have the fire sanctuary and then you have end game. So oh. it's not, it's not a long game. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And you have to fight that bullshit in prison like eight times. So that monster the black monster thing with the ripples on it yeah yeah it always seems to come back i guess so whatever <laughs> yeah you you'll, it's like when you when you do your uh linarian mining facility when you mm-hmm. beat the boss on that you go straight into another boss battle so just be ready oh shit i think that's where i end up stopping for the other night was i was like i'll do this later <laughs> <laughs> prepare my body for it's, the back-to-back boss battles yeah. But yeah, outside of that story-wise, it's, it's it's decent. I'm I'm not sure. I we'll see how it connects to the rest of the series since it's supposed to be the one that starts at the beginning. So yeah, the origin story, mm-hmm. as it were. But yeah, that's it. I, I I think I got like 14 hours into it. I probably I, about 20 hours. I probably beat it. So it's not it's not a long game. So not not long at all. And like you said, I, at this point, I, I don't even. 
uh, notice the motion controls. Uh, the only one I noticed is when those fucking golems were chasing after me, and I'm on the tie rope, and I had to go get a fucking fruit thing across the tie rope, and I keep falling off as they're chasing me. And you'll you'll notice again how the motion controls suck again after that point because it, it kept pissing me off. So, oh, uh, you just described a point at which I might quit the whole game. <laughs> yeah, it, it was you bad. Keep, it was, you it just was keep like literally trying to, to try to center it. You're under time limit, and you have to run across the rope, and it's just me falling over every time. I'm like, God, oh. I want to get across, man. So. You, you're that'll gonna make, get it. You have to get. That'll make me stop playing so fast. <laughs> yeah, you have to get it. I did it. It it was nerve wracking, but it was just irritating. That's the only part. Outside of that, yeah, it's fine. I mean, I I've done a majority of the side quests where you once you open up the game a little bit more, you um. I think they force you to do one where you when you go back and put the the stone slat slab in there, and somebody lost their daughter, and it's kind of like their introduction to their side quest you do in there where you have to find her, and then you can go around. That monster and, guy. Batro. Yeah, bat Batro, yeah. and then he's like, find those uh these positive with positive things or whatever the fuck he calls them, so he can become human. And so as you go through and you beat the dungeons, you go back on there. There's one where I have to play like matchmaker for two of the students in the school, where you have to give a love letter, and but you have a choice where you can use either use the love letter oh. letter to complete the story segment for them, or you can use a love letter as a toilet paper for that fucking hand thing that, that appears in every <laughs> Zelda game. It's so it's like you have a choice. Like the guy keeps telling me, he's like, hey, make sure you deliver my letter. Don't use it as toilet paper. Make sure you don't use this toilet paper. I was like, I get it. You want me to deliver the letter? <laughs> so depending on which one you, you do, I think you get more pieces of that 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 star bits or whatever you need from it. Because I think when I completed the love letter quest, I think I got five instead of like the usually you just get one. So if somebody's really happy, you get more. So I guess that gives you a choice on which one you can do. Um, it's like tears of joy or something, right? I don't remember what it was. Yeah. I, I just know when you go into the fucking light tower stuff, that was bullshit. Because like when you you go into the sky and it's, it's like fucking Panzer Dragoon, you got shit coming at you everywhere. And, and it's like as soon as you enter in there and, you, and you're flying on your bird, you'll you'll notice it's immediately that like your hearts are up there and I'm like, oh great, you have stuff in the sky that can just kill you at that. Oh point. damn. And so that that puzzle to get into the tower is pretty good because like you have to like lift up this little uh, rotary thing and kind of twist twist it around until all the bridges line up. And cool. it, that took me a minute. So, but cool. yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm maybe like, I don't know, man. I'm probably like 30% farther than you, but that's literally, I only think I only took like maybe two hours more to get there. I say, it's a pretty good jump. Yeah. So, yeah, outside of that, I mean, that's it. Yeah. That's it, Brent. Bring us home. I also played Zelda. There we go. Not Skyward Sword, though. Not Skyward Sword, though. Finish Gap. No. Oh, I thought you were on your Game Boy kick. I told you I was on a handheld kick, and uh, Cesar, Cesar mentioned it. He said oh Phantom God, Hourglass. No, why? <laughs> it's not a bad game. Oh, it's good. get out it's of here. Game. It's got the best Zelda in uh, Link. Where do I so, kick Bran off at? Where, where do I have to click? Where is his feed? So, like I said, I, I, I've, I've played the demo, and I've played a little bit, but never really got into Wind Waker. But from what I can tell, this takes place after Wind Waker. It's in the same universe. And uh, very early in the game, you're on the pirate ship with Tetra. And she, this mysterious ghost ship appears. She hops over. And you hear this scream from her. And then the ship takes off. You as Link jump over. Um... Or and whatever. That's where I stop playing. <laughs> or whatever you name yourself. <laughs> right. Uh, you fall overboard 
uh, trying to jump over to the ship and wind up washing up on this island uh, where you meet an old man and this an, another annoying little fairy that runs around. And, uh, <laughs> annoying fairies. It's a Zelda theme. Uh, but uh, you set off on an adventure to try and... Uh, you have to find first find this captain called Linebeck, who, with his ship, will sail you all across the waters of the ocean in search of this ghost ship to find Tetra and save her. Okay. So, I, besides the when you go into this game, you have to know that it is a product of its time. It is heavy on the all of the every single facet of the DS. Uh, which includes you, you holding it with one hand and with your dominant hand holding the stylus and the stylus is how you move, you attack everything. So it's a, it's a little awkward, but honestly it wasn't very hard for me to get back in the groove. Uh, it's been several years since I've, I've played this game. Um, and it is, extremely odd just to move your stylus around in whatever direction or uh, you move it to the edge of the screen and kind of like make a circle or just kind of frantically tap at the edge of the screen and Linkle do a roll and things like that. And then you swipe the screen to make him uh, uh, attack or you can just tap on enemies and he'll run and kind of like do a leaping attack on them. Or if you do a circular motion, around link he does does his signature spin attack um but as of course most zelda games go um you start out with having to go with these like i guess lower tier temples you find out that there's a uh there was a sea king and many years ago he was sealed away sounds uh, like a pokemon name i know <laughs> sounds like it, it's um it's the sequel to Sea Man we never got. Sea King, <laughs> Sea King, from from Sea po- Sea Man to Sea Popper to Sea King. <laughs> but um, you wind up going through this this temple, which literally drains the life away from you if you aren't standing in certain safe areas. Um, and going from from there, finding different sea charts, and there's a like a uh, four-part grid and you'll find sea charts at different times and that fills in all those different parts and you explore all these different parts of the ocean um, go through uh, and you look for you're trying to save these first you have to find these three spirits of course that are courage wisdom um, power and I th- checks out think i'm yeah. in i don't want to interrupt you brand but this, uh, there's a message in uh twitch for richard cutter's waiting for you to respond oh god Ooh. what does it say please help me uh, in real time we in here uh what are we sipping on richard <laughs> uh miller lights hard. uh friend of the show cutter thank you oh i don't I see the chat say I... hard coffee hard coffee <laughs> hard coffee pbr I still don't have the chat window. I don't know how I lost it, but I I had it up on my restream view forever. Now I have nothing. But no chat, no nothing. The uh, I'm sorry, Brent. Continue. It's all right. <laughs> I I really I really am enjoying this game. 
all the little quirks it has aside like i said it, it takes a minute you, to get Brent? into the do you Brent? dragging the stylus around and using that to attack and everything but the the points where you um have to draw uh things on your map or make little notes um is pretty cool and it's a great way to help you remember different little hints and things that they give you throughout the game um there's you know one island that you get to it's supposed to be uncharted it's you know and there's a part in the middle of the island that you can't get to and it gives you there's those little um the statues that when you hit them they wiggle they boing and they uh one of them gives you a hint nitos or something Something. oh no 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 the the things that give the previews yeah yeah um and the, the there's one that says that it'll let you across it'll have a bridge for you but you have to figure out the mystery of the island and if you walk around and actually chart the island draw it out it's a whale and so you get the, the clue that it, no it's it's like a giant it's like a whale and like the you know the clue it gave you was like first it uh paddles and then you know it it, it it just gives you little clues and you have to find the other statues and hit them in a certain order. Um, and then there's other, other little things like uh, finding different se- things on the C chart. So to find a lot of these temples that you have to visit, you have to, sometimes you have to do special things. There's certain paths you have to find. The first one you had to like um, find the special place on the map and like scratch it off. Um, ah, using the DS pad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this other one was. <laughs> That's this, what Jesus said. Uh, this, n- no, uh, no, I'm sorry. I, ignore me. Some, <laughs> some, some kind of Skyrim video showed up on my feed, Uh-oh. and it's it's janky. And I, I had normally I can contain myself, but it was I had to laugh. I'm sorry. Then there's that. Yeah. Um, this other one that for the for the Temple of Courage, you found a you found the image. And it said to like press it to your map, line it up and press it to your map. And you mm-hmm. literally, the clue was you had to turn your DS upside down and close it and open it back up. And it imprinted the image yeah. to the map. I remember that on Hotel Dusk or something. It had something like that where you had to close it. So what a cool mechanic. There's there's so many cool things. I mean, there's enemies yeah. that like there's enemies that have big ears and they don't like loud sounds. So when you approach them, you have to like yell at the DS and they like quiver in fear and then you can just go up and smack the hell out of them and um the So one like, one, you can you can also play this on the Wii U. That was the version I think yeah, it was yeah. the Wii U one. How do you pull that off on Wii U? How do you, you the clamp? The bottom, screen, bottom screen is on the Wii U gamepad, and then the top, the TV is your top screen. And after a it, while, you just it goes through and it's fine. It knows that you can do the thing. Yeah, yeah, everything wow. works. Yeah, huh. interesting. Well, I mean, because yeah, the you the gamepad has a camera on it and everything, mm-hmm. so it probably it's a microphone and does everything. Yeah. yeah, I beat I beat the Phantom Hourglass and I beat Spirit Tracks on the Wii U. I never beat it on the on the DS. Wow. There's that. Grant's checking something out. Sorry. I had a... I don't know what's going on at the doorbell there. Um, you need to go address it. No, no, it's you good. You may leave. 
the doorbell is more important <laughs> than the unpaid podcast. <laughs> no, I just don't know why she's running in and out there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you need to address this. <laughs> no, it's it's it's, it's nothing. Um, but it's uh, it, it's it's extremely fun. I even liked uh, you, there's this there's this one boss battle. Again. There's a one yes. boss battle, um, and I think. It was just like the this one part, and it was like the I think they just called it the Temple of the of Wind, mm. um, and that you have to like use the the blowing of the wind to get certain places and things like that. Um, but once you get to the end, there's like a giant like a squid octopus thing, and it, it's flying on this gale, and you can see the the wind um, from the from the platform you're on going up above to the top screen and the enemy is on the top screen floating around flying around while you're on the bottom screen running around you have to try and uh, throw bombs wherever his shadow is or where it's going to be and then the wind will take it up and hit him and it's some of the things they did with this game like i said it's there's there's with the the way you move and attack it's very gimmicky kind of i yeah. would say that this is is very similar to how Skyward Sword was reviewed it's being too heavy on the motion controls yeah but in too there is on the DS stuff yeah I mean well this that's why I said when you do the Wii U gamepad and you get that real estate to do that stuff and you're not hitting this corner of the screens mm-hmm. or something's not getting misread it that's what made me beat that game it for me I can see that it pushed me off the DS because after you have to put up with it after a while. It's not something you can sit there in long periods of time and then you get irritated for a while. And that's that's yeah. the thing is I've been only treating this as I pick it up, play for a little bit, you know, maybe play a temple um, and go back to the main temple because after you beat the first one, you get the ability to use the Phantom Hourglass, which fills with um, sands from of time of time from all of these different uh, enemies that you defeat and allows you to traverse uh, the the sea king's temple without the um, the temple damaging you or taking your health but only for a certain amount of time so there's a timer now when you run through but that allows you to go through and get deeper and deeper in the temple and find other things you need so but it's I'm telling you, it's it's not a bad game. It's it's a very hated game, uh, but it's not a bad game. I despise it, but I haven't played it in 15 years ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Uh, and then, other than that, I actually did pick up and play Pokemon Unite. Oh, uh, the MOBA, Pokemon MOBA. And I'm not a big MOBA person. Um, okay. What's I've played? Um, Your MOBA negative. What is it? Was it League of Legends? I think I played League of Legos. I think I, I think I played. It was League or Dota. I mean, one of them. Oh dear God! <laughs> okay, <It's, laughs> what's the difference? Sure, pick one. You want to spend, spend the whole podcast? Hold on, I want to take two it. seconds. Here we go. Two more. Yeah. Uh, one, one is, no, one is it wasn't. It wasn't yeah. Dota. It wasn't. Brant, Dota. Uh, Cesar and I are going to step away and go to bed <laughs> separately. No, and literally, I I, I played um, League of Legends literally because there was a 
when I was big into Overwatch, mm-hmm. there were there was a crossover event, and if you played like three matches with a friend or whatever it was, you got some skin for a character, and I wanted the skin, so it hooked I wound you. up. Yeah, I found somebody else that could play it, and we teamed up <laughs> for three matches and got did out horribly, but yeah, yeah then never he did it all it for the again. skin. Um. So I booted this one up. I didn't know how I'd feel. I, f- I figured it, you know, it's free download. Just go ahead and play it. Um, I'm, it's very competitive, and I'm actually enjoying it a lot. Um, you start out with a set amount of Pokemon um, that you can pick from and play with. Uh, of course, as you increase your level, um, you get, you know, get more items. Um, more currency, um, things like that. There's, uh, right now there's an event and current events for the first 14 days you log in, you get, you know, so many items and bonuses and things like that. You're losing me, Brent. You're losing me, Brent. But here's, you almost had me, Brent. You're losing me, Brent. Where do I kick him off? Here's the thing. Brent. Brent, you're losing me. Brent, you're losing me. Over a year, it was a good run. We here's enjoyed the, your, we enjoyed your contribution to the podcast. Here's 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 what most people are upset about. because be most I think most MOBAs when you start a game, you basically start out with nothing, and you go so you through. Said, you said there's set Pokemon. Do you get starters? Like, do they keep it tied to the Pokemon lore? No, no. Literally, okay. it's there's a handful of Pokemon that you get. Uh, initially, there's like um, an extra set you can pick one from, and then weekly they do a rotating cast of like three that you get a trial of that you can just pick and try during regular um, business hours competition. Oh, sorry, okay. so so um, as you level up, you get access to different styles of battle because there's just the regular 5v5 there's quick matches and then there's ranked okay um but like i said most mobas i believe you start off your game with nothing and then as you play you get gold or some kind of currency and then you can upgrade your character during that game and then once the game is over you're back to square one you don't keep those items okay in Pokemon Unite, there's, and I'm I'm gonna try to simplify this as much as I can. There's three we sets, do. three we sets do. of currency, three sets so of currency. How can you buy three different things with three different sets? So, so what? Which one is money? Which one's uh, dog a coin? And which one is uh, <laughs> Bitcoin? That's so you those as examples. Explain everything. There's there's coins and tickets, and you can Coin. trade the tickets for Bezos bucks. Co- coins and tickets. You get a spaceship. (laughs) You get those uh, organically, Uh, so you can earn them uh, doing daily. They're they're like the free stuff, basically. Yeah, don't spend money, basically. During yeah, just Just pop in and sign in. Daily challenges, this, that, and the other. You you just you can get them, Um, and then there's like these gems, and the gems are what you can spend. Truly, truly, truly outrageous. Jim Nance. <laughs> uh, knows what I'm talking about. I do. <laughs> yeah. 
but gems are what you spend your real money on uh, and turn them into fake money, which are the gems. So here's the thing. As you level up your Pokemon, your Pokemon gets three slots. And those uh, three slots can be filled up with special items uh, that you can basically equip to your Pokemon before battle. And they stay on all the time. Uh, And they can enhance uh, a Pokemon's health, the speed, um, maybe certain other stats and things like that. Uh, And then those items that you just equipped, they can be upgraded to a max level of 30. Okay. So, again, to upgrade those items, you need a completely different thing. There's an item upgrader is what they call it. And it levels those up. You should have came to us with a PowerPoint presentation. This is like, I know it's, this is rough, man. I'm trying to follow you. And I, I I got most of the gist of everything you get on there, man. But it's like, I think I need a YouTube channel of just you explaining everything on video format. Cesar, because we're old. Brant, are you level 30 yet? No. Okay. When you get a level 30, all that stuff. No, 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 no. (laughs) That's the thing. The, the items that you're putting on can have on them. I'm talking about age. Can is go your up to personal level thirty. Level 30. Oh, my my person in the game or no no my, your my real age. life level. Your real oh, life. I'm thirty. I'm thirty. You're level okay. thirty. I grew up with Pokemon. Okay. Okay. But I'm just off. I'm just I'm just saying this is this is where it gets like gotcha. <laughs> let me know. This is let, where it gets. Let me tell gotcha. you the day about my Pokemon where it was in a yellow <laughs> cartridge and it slid it into a device that only had two buttons. Uh, <laughs> do I need to get you? I, I, I'll get it after the podcast. I'll show it. <laughs> I mean, let me tell you about that. Maybe in, in, I had to pay the extra money and get the little adapter that goes into a one of the, those newfangled Super Nintendos, so I can play it on the TV. The Superboy or, or the Wormlight. The Wormlight. Worm worm Did we get part two of the Superboy? Or was that Japan only? Yeah, I think it was Japan yeah. only. What was we that never game got the six. Games? Yeah, we never got the sixty-four wide boy. That never came out officially. What are you talking about, we got the best version where we just imported stuff into our Pokemon Coliseum. Yeah, that's true. But we got the worst ones of those, I think. I think ours were gimped. I think yeah. Japan had the definitive 64 Pokemon stadiums. Yep, Brant's right. Yeah, you were right, Brant. Oh, Brant, but anyway, your thread. Yeah, anyway, sorry. yeah. Okay. Talk. So let's say 30 plus. Yeah. Okay. So so there's different things you can put on your any Pokemon. Like I said, that improves certain stats. Is it like Which, is it is it clothing items or is it just random shit? What I mean, what are you putting on them? That they I, mean, I know I know they boost up stats, but what what is it like? It does it tier to a certain part of the body or to certain items or it can be anything. Don't Pokemon don't th- hats. they yeah don't think that these are actual cosmetics. These don't appear on your Pokemon. Those are different. You can buy costumes for them if you'd like. This is a, this is a nightmare. This yeah. War story, in but my mind. yes, there's. I didn't even play this game. What's called like the assault vest? There's um, what is it? Some something glasses and like all these things. But anyway, so you can upgrade these items to make them more efficient, to give you even more of a boost, and you can upgrade them organically. But that is going to take a heck of a lot of time because to upgrade them, say to upgrade it once, is like three. Three of the upgrade item, and then it goes to like five, and then they incrementally increase. So it would take you several hours of gaining enough currency or gaining level upgraders organically 
to upgrade one item to level 30, it would take you quite a while. Mm -hmm. Or you can spend like 130 bucks and buy the currency and buy enough upgraders to do it within, you know, five, 10 minutes and upgrade everything you ever need. And those. Wait, what? What? All I heard was upgrades, and I'm just thinking about RTX. Is RTX on? That's all I'm thinking about. All I heard was pay to upgrade. Yes. Yeah, that's what that's he said. That's the thing. Is if yeah. if, oh, if you you skip could, levels, you yeah. could basically you can don't grind. Just you can just you can grind if you want to, which would take forever. Or you could just pay and and upgrade all these items off the rip if you wanted to, and then. You, but do you play against the regular people who didn't yes. do that? Yes. Okay, I'm officially out. Brent, did you pay to upgrade? No, no. So you're getting destroyed by the people who did. That's the thing is <laughs> the cash cows. Uh, right now, I mean, I'm I'm still having fun, and there's some games that you just absolutely get murdered, and I can tell. I'm like, they must have everything upgraded. They've there, there's games out here that you can get murdered in without having to put all that time in that one game. Uh, Dark Souls, Dark Souls Two, <laughs> Dark Souls Three, Halo. But this it. game's free. And I, I'm playing it with my family, and we're having fun and okay. some friends. Okay, so that's not the family part. I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah, go to town. Oh yeah, go for so, it. So, and we sit there, and we, you know, we try to figure out. Okay, because like you're playing with yourself, Brent. My apologies. No, we're thinking about it as lonely thirty plusers. No, I, no. I thought I thought you got out of the house, took the switch with you, put on the boxers, got into the hotel bed, and was just playing in there by yourself. So oh, no, that we just sounds like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't but mind no, this. we we jump in, we try and you know Max figure out. Oh, we're gonna we're gonna do this, and now uh, we try to figure out our team comp, figure out a strategy, and go through and and fight and do do whatever and see what happens, see how it rinses out. And sometimes we do really good, and sometimes it's it's trash. But um, we're having fun with it, and awesome. Brent, I just want to I'm gonna salute you, sir. Because you were doing absolutely what I will never ever do. I downloaded the game and you taught me out of uh, keeping it on there. I'm going to delete it as soon as we're done with this podcast. I'd that, say uh, whatever I'd say that 600 megs of space is going to be back for my rages that I need to download on there. Those are more important. I'd say try it. Um, I'm definitely not going to spend any real money, but um, it's something fun and it's it's not something I thought I would like, but I okay. actually did I, I liked it a lot more than any other out. different mobile genre. i've played so yeah. oh is and there's your, a, is this your intro into another moba potentially mm, like i said i've played other moba and league of legends and dota are vaguely similar from what i know so okay so is it the gameplay that has you hooked or is it the like nostalgia and association with the pokemon license like if you know, is that keeping you in it versus the gameplay or the, I mean, a, a group activity, co-op, family, that kind of stuff overrides just about everything. Yeah. You'll play a, I'm in the same boat where I'll play a completely ridiculous garbage game if I'm playing co-op or with family. But is the Pokemon license, you think, keeping you in that? Um, I don't know. I've, I've, uh, I fell off Pokemon forever ago. Mm-hmm. Um forever ago it was crystal i played crystal was the very last pokemon game i played okay and then and then i yeah and then i fell off yeah uh and then you know before the horrible third and fourth (laughs) red was my last one so that dates me really 
Yeah. And then me and Richard, Richard taught me into buying fucking fire red, and we never got far with that. Leaf green, fire red. Nope, we never did. Uh, and then X and Super Y came space. around, and those games looked really good to me, and I played those. I, I uh, bought one of those too. I enjoyed those actually thoroughly, and that did was not get very far. That was the first time uh, I got I got Y. Katie got X. Okay. And um. For some strange reason, I decided, hey, let's catch all the... Let's do it. Let's complete the Pokedex. Let's catch all of them that we can. Um, yeah. Not, not, really, not really realizing that now at this point, since I've been out of it, there are now 720-something Pokemon. Yeah, well, you, you heard so, the clean whoa. house, man. They clean house. You're good now. It's time, <laughs> time to dip your toes back in. Which, which involved me... Um, using a software to spoof Pokemon and get them into certain games and going back and buying older <laughs> games and trading and all this crap. And it was uh, faking Pokemon events and crap. It was, it was a lot. It was a lot. That sounds like a, a time investment. <laughs> it was. And I don't know why I did it. I don't, once I committed, once I was like, Oh, we should get all of these. And then we started doing it. Oh, and then no. I'm like, Never. And then I was like, wait, what the hell is this thing? And then there's Pokemon that's like just an ice cream cone and a set of gears. And I'm like, did they just fucking give up at some point? Like, I'm waiting for them to like have just it's uh, oh, it's a turd. It's a Pokemon, you know, but oh, Pokemon. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> there were some interesting ones out there, but yeah, I set my mind to it. And then I uh, made a bunch of Pokemon legit and non legit moved them over. Put some of them in the Poke Bank once that became a thing. Moved them over. Uh, we got Omega Ruby and Sapphire. We got Sun and Moon, and then after that, I've stopped. I didn't get Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, or uh, Sword and Shield. Well, nobody can never say you never tried, sir. That, yeah, that was a lot of good years of trying right there. I've been tempted to do the Sword and Shield route, but I just on top of everything else, I'm like, oh, I'll never do this. And after X and Y, dude, I I got heavy into it. I mean, I think. I've gotten black and white. I think I got, I can't remember which version of like a pearl or a diamond I got. And then uh, I got heart gold and soul silver. Soul silver's over there in the box. Yeah, those are pretty the, expensive. Well, not yeah, expensive. They're very yeah. expensive. And they have the little uh, pokey pendometer with it. So, nice. Uh, I still yeah. have mine somewhere where it looks at me like, use me. I'm like, nah. No. Which one introduced the live Pokedex? Because I started trading like Ratatat tats for I would get great Pokemon and filling out my Pokedex and it kind of broke it for me because I wasn't trying to progress to the story and collect these things anymore. I was just trading garbage for good ones. Was that was in the global trade? I think or, I was out by yeah. then. I think I was out by then. So, global yeah. trade was on the DS. I think it was um, I, I think that was that Diamond one. and Pearl. Because I bought Russell the other one. I think it was X and Y. Is I'm pretty they had sure. Global Trade. Yeah, as well. that's what did it. Because I would catch like Pidgeys and Ratatat Tats and throw them out in the the Nether Sphere and get good stuff back, and it would fill out my Pokedex. And I'm like, yeah. okay, why am I doing this now? But they wouldn't but, listen to me. Like I couldn't fight with them. You know, it was just filling out the oh, Pokedex. Gosh. And then you get into the. I got I got deep into it, dude. At one point, I mean, we. Got a foreign ditto and farming, trying to farm shiny Pokemon and all this crap. It was, it was a mess. 
Um, and like I said, I just kind of fell off. Um, so, I mean, the Pokemon aspect is, is kind of got me into it again. Cause I'm, I'm reliving some of that nostalgia, but really it's, it's the gameplay. It's the moment to moment action. It's the fun I'm having That's with my cool. family. Um, because I, mean, I need to see some gameplay in this. It's different. I mean, if you, if it's something you want to experience, um, I will say it is something that at lower level, you will definitely want somebody there that's a higher level to help you out with it. So if you, I'm only like level 14, but I've, I've got some of the shit down pat and I can pick somebody that's, that can block for you while you do what you can. Cause if you pick say like, Charmander's in the game. So you know mm-hmm. who Charmander is. Yes. If if you pick My very first Pokemon ever. Technically you'll pick Charizard, but once you get into the game, you start out as Charmander. And as you go through, you'll there's like a little ticker above Charmander. And as you fight, as you do as you get goals and stuff, you'll see that ticker go up one, two, three, you know, and you get to like level four or five or whatever it is, he evolves. And then it goes to the next stage, where as you keep it, you know, get a couple more levels, and then boom, your Charizard and your, you know, your move set goes up, your special goes up, all this stuff. Yeah. So it's it's fun. Like I said, there's there's strategy to it and all this stuff, and there's other little moments of chaos because you might get um, a legendary or at certain parts of the game, there's different like um, legendary Pokemon that pop up on the map. And if you uh, or your team decides to take them down, like one of them will give your whole team a shield. Um, and then, you know, for a limited time, but it'll um, decrease damage done to you. If you like a go cooldown with, thing. Yeah. If you go okay. to this uh, one at the very top, um, it will um, you follow it to one of the enemy goals. And for a limited time, it'll let you score automatically. You know, and I then to see this in action. Uh, I would actually watch you play this. Yeah, towards the end, you should stream be streaming. It. I should stream yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, toward the end of the match, um, the uh, uh, the legendary Pokemon Zapdos shows up, Ooh. and if if you defeat it, all of your enemies' goals that are still left light up, and you can score on them automatically. And not only that, toward the end of the game, like your points are are doubled. So, I mean, the max amount of points, once you're high enough level that you can carry, is like 50. So, I mean, if your team all goes and destroys Zapdos and gets through, you're scoring hundreds hundreds of points back to back to back. And and it can... Just waiting to the end and taking down Zapdos at the end and making those few goals might be the difference between winning or losing. So it it there's definitely a lot to it. It's aside from that pay to win part of it. Ugh. And once you get through and like I've I've I'm not gonna spend any money on it. I'm not gonna spend a dime. Right. And I already feel like I'm doing decent. Like I said, there's times that you just get rinsed. It's gonna happen because <laughs> there are people that it's just you know, know it. money. They just don't care. It. They don't yeah. care. They're they're gonna spend the money. Yeah. Me. I don't care. I'm there to have fun. If I get rinsed a game or two, I'm I'll I'll get mad. I'll yell at it, whatever, and then I'm gonna play again. I'll get I'll get back into another match and I'll do great. So, but that's Let's get off your back. 
No, that's Pokemon Unite. It's probably something I'll play casually for the next, probably at least the next month, and then you know maybe the shine will wear off, wear off, and I'll see if it's something I want to continue with or not. Maybe it'll last two weeks, a week. Who knows? After they look at the numbers and they're like, Brand's not spending money in this game. Let's do stuff in here to try to get him to spend money. And Brand's like, no, I'm out. You're not one of the whales. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm not going to be a whale on this game. Hey, the whole family's enjoying it. That's where it's at. Yeah, that is. And we're logging in every day. Also, if, if anybody listening is playing, we've learned that your daily stuff rolls over. At about at least eight o'clock our time, PM. Uh, yeah. So yeah. you can log in, get all your stuff, do all your daily um, battles and whatnot, collect all your all the stuff you need to, and then about eight o'clock, boom. Technically in the game, it's the next day, so you can go ahead and get uh, all your stuff. That's when it rolls over. Mm-hmm. That's important. It's 3 o'clock. No, it's not 3 o'clock. It's 1 o'clock Eastern on Halo every Wednesday. Yeah. Yep, you got to figure out that mm-hmm. time when, this, when the new weekly challenges roll over and everything. Yep. <laughs> got to make sure games. you get everything before it rolls over. Yep. And, yep. Service games, that's where it's at. All right, that was Pokemon Unite. Anything else, Brian? No, that's it. Played uh, the worst Zelda game, Zelda... <laughs> Glass. <laughs> I'm just playing. And Pokemon Unite, the free to play MOBA on Nintendo Switch. It's coming to other things later, right? Like uh, I think it's coming to cell mobile. phones. Cell yeah. Phones. yeah. It's gonna be mobile eventually. But switch to start with, I'm sure, to see if it's gonna be a phenomenon. Oh yeah. Which it I think already is, so mm-hmm. we'll, we'll kind of keep progress with yeah. that. We'll check in with you, Brant, and we'll limit you to two minutes next time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brant, you have your two minutes for mobile talk. Go ahead. <laughs> Timer starts now. Um, I think that's it for us this week. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us this week, and we will catch you next week. Bye. Adios. <laughs>